does uh does E three do anything for you, Cap? In in twenty twenty one. I'm not sure if it ever did anything for me. You're not sure if it uh, ever honest. did anything for you. There, there was never like a, oh, dude, fuck, dude, you got the fucking Halo trailer. Not to stereotype you as like someone who, you know, that could be that. But like that, that, that was never like, uh, that, that was never I your jam? I did play Halo, yes. That, w- that was actually how I started my competitive gaming career. I played Halo 1 with my cousin, split screen. And then uh, we had so much fun doing that. And then Halo 2 came out. And Halo 2 had Xbox Live, and I was able to compete online against people. And, uh, yeah, I started getting really into that. So Halo 2 and Halo 3 were my first forays into uh, competitive gaming of some sort. Hmm. Well, I might have known that. But I, because, you know, we we're you know, you're t- t- talking about this game that you're enjoying. I'm, I'm thinking about E3 stuff, and uh, I, I know that you were a very busy boy this last week. Yes. These last two yes. weeks. So really... You know, quote, gaming news might not be top of mind. You got other things to think about and do and work and cast and cast your best. What happened at E3, Joey? The thing is, is the thing is, is that actually, like, I, I, I'm not here because I want to be like, oh, dude, look at all this fucking E3 stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. That's actually not the angle I want to take. I feel like. Um, as E3 starts to become less grandiose and less of a real thing, I feel more and more disjointed. I'm 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 like I'm like someone who blinked mid projectile. I'm fucking disjointed from E from E3. I, I love that you're smiling. I, I let the audience note that that Austin is smiling after I said that. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I I it just doesn't feel like it used to anymore. There's like. Less news because there's more news scattered throughout the year. There's no in-person convention to go to and like hang out people in hotel bars. The the shows of old that used to cover all all this stuff super well and succinctly like don't exist. And the ones that try to now from like either E3 or Twitch themselves, I think are objectively bad. So I'm just someone who like reads Reddit during E3 week and goes, oh, that's cool. I'm excited for that thing. Like... Elden Ring because I'm a giant from software fan. I'm 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 a from software stan or like oh man, there's a there, Nintendo's making another 2D Metroid game. That hasn't happened in 19 years. I wonder if it's going to be good. Like that's that's something that I can like get excited about or like oh boy, okay. there's a new Mario Party game. Mom and I are going to get fucking lit. Like, you know, st- 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 stuff like that. I'm 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 happy for for certain announcements but it feels like uh it's lost so much of its luster to me and i think that's a combination of both you know it getting shittier and me getting older and grumpier and i'm just can't be here and be yeah. like dude i gotta talk to you about e3 stuff because i mean i could talk to you about elden ring for a while like that's 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 the thing I'm i did look about. up the trailer for elden ring i did hear about that uh i looked that up that looked uh I'm, yeah it seems like something i might play uh new mario party well the the mario party that they have on the switch kind of sucked to be honest oh it's really because Uh, there's four maps yeah the and also the maps didn't have like the special stuff that mario parties used to have uh i felt like some of the games were lackluster honestly blitz blitz and i had this period of time i think it was when we were going to india where we played mario party together and we just played uh we didn't actually play mario party itself because the, it didn't have all the ran, random fun shit that old Mario Parties had. It just felt like it was Mario Party toned down uh, by like 50%. So instead, uh, we would just play all the 
There was like an optional mode where you could just play mini games against each other. And so we would just do that. That sounds like so. the best way to enjoy something. Let, let, let me brief you on the new Mario Party. I'm sure people okay. want it. Want, oh, man. Oh, wow. Uh, T1. They want to... Uh, whatever the fuck. Like, um, so so Mario Party, what they're doing is... I, I, I think mm, it kind of irks me a little bit. So let's, let, let's look at what Nintendo has done with some of their, like, marquee party game franchises. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. A... The best Mario Kart game that exists. It's got so many maps, so many characters. It evolves over time. There's DLC. It feels it feels great. It feels like the penultimate. That's not the right word. It feels like the ultimate Mario Kart experience that exists. Smash Ultimate. That's the whole point of Smash Ultimate. Every character, every map, constantly evolving for years. It is it is the the Smash game that exists, you know, Melee fans notwithstanding. I mean, yeah, shitty, shittier version of Melee, but go on. I think you're being an elitist old person. That's fine. You know, we can move past that. Um, Mario Party. Instead of mm. doing Mario Party Ultimate, or by any other name, they're doing this watered-down version of it. What they're doing is basically they're doing Mario Party like best of. It's the best of album. They're doing like four old maps from the Nintendo 64 games and like the best mini games from the previous 10 games. So like in theory, it's distilling the stuff that we like. It has, you know, Mario Party 1 and 2 and 3 maps that, you know, give us those nostalgia boners. And it's got the good mini games we're going to like, right? But that's it. Okay. That that's that's it. Like that, I would want. Give me fucking ten maps. Give me maps from every game. Give me different game. Give, give me a bunch of stuff. But they're not doing it. They're not doing it. So I don't even know if I can get excited for this. And you know the crazy thing about this. I know that this wasn't where we intended to go right now. But I, mm-hmm. mm, you, you you really got me boiling hot for some reason. I think it's actually because it's warm in Los Angeles. I haven't turned the air conditioning on. I. There are, are there any game franchises that you have played every entry of that have more than say four entries? Um, I don't think so. No, I played Halo One, Two, and Three, and then I think I played what was it like ODST that came out after that or something. Um, but I think I maybe didn't even finish that one. Uh, shit, not really. No, Final Fantasies, I played 7, 8, 9, 10, 10, 2. And then I stopped at 10, 2 because 10, 2 is real fucking bad. <laughs> so I never played a Final Fantasy game again. <laughs> I have played every single Mario Party game. And I know that that, 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 that that shouldn't be like an accomplishment, right? That it's a sh- party game, Joey. You're supposed to be a... You don't... If there's no story to follow. Like, why would you play every single one I have one played of them? every single one. I've owned most of them. I've played them with a bunch of different people a bunch of different times in my life. I have played every single Mario Party and every single Mario Kart game. I guess if you extrapolate this a little bit farther, I've also played every mainline Mario game and I've also played every mainline Half-Life game. But, like, I've played fucking 11 Mario Party games, and they can't even get me with this bullshit. I'm the core devo. I'm the one who wants it. I even played the fucking Game Boy Advance Mario Party. You know how bad that is? Oh, Jesus. Why would you play that? God, that sounds awful. Joey, you have a problem. I, you have a completionist problem that lends you to having bad experiences, consuming bad media. 
Yes. You know what? My 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 ultimate. When I think about that, the first thing that I think about is, I've watched mm. every episode of Weeds, and I know that that's probably a dated reference for a lot of people. It's probably a very western westernized that, that's reference. Like the suburban mom yes. needs to be able to sell marijuana to make ends meet. She. I, I feel like I watched like the first season of that. The first season's a weed for its time and potentially even still now. Pretty good. Pretty funny. There's like fine. eight seasons of that show and it gets horrible after season three. As soon as the Grustic burns down, the show sucks. Full stop. I don't know what that means. Anywho, um, I've played every Mario Party game. Do you... So, um, what's your favorite Final Fantasy game? I'm sorry. Nine. I'm just all over the place. Nine? Yeah, nine. Okay, I'm. I just bought nine on my Switch. It was on sale. Ooh, I never played it. Okay, okay. I've. Um, I I will not even try and defend liking nine the most. I know it is incredibly nostalgia based for me. I recently played through it. It was still good, uh, but I also played it on. So you bought it on the Switch, right? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Make make sure to use the uh, the features that they they give you for making grinding faster. Just just do that. Just to save just, myself time, you know. And yeah, just just do that. Just so you could do the grinding. There's there is some like real. Oh, nine is one of those. If you have a completionist mindset, oh boy, Joey, you may be in for a, a bit of a. I can compartmentalize. I don't complete okay. every game I'm gonna play like that, right? Like I, I I'm really okay. good at, at at what I choose to complete and not complete. So like I think that I'm gonna be okay with it, but I never. Okay. Have I never... you played any of it yet? No. Okay. Well, almost right away, uh, you're gonna go through that little town and you're gonna encounter the jump rope mini game. That will be the first test of completionism because you cannot go back to that mini game. And let me just tell you. That mini game is annoying as fuck trying to complete okay you should not try all right if you give up on the if you give up on the jump rope okay then you are free to give up on everything that happens afterwards because there's another mini game shortly thereafter the uh the choreography of the the sword fight that also you need to be able to do perfectly in order to have a completionist mindset you can't go back to that there's uh an extreme there there's a secret boss that is like takes forever to actually be able, literally takes hours to be able to beat. So, yeah, it's uh, if you can't do the jump rope, just accept it and just be like, all right, well, I'm not going to do everything here. Okay, great advice. I'm someone. Um, I think that I, I think that my, my my like gaming repertoire is like actually incredibly diverse. I think that's actually one of the things that I can actually. I just said actually five times. Uh, I actually can't talk, but I actually can talk about mm -hmm. video games. Mm -hmm. Uh, quite ad nauseum, and feel like I have a a, a good breath. And I get a lot of shit because I have not played most Final Fantasy games because I'm not a big JRPG person. And I finally, you know, really played a Final Fantasy game when uh, 7 Remake came out last year. And now uh, the other two that I have in my crosshairs because of uh, massive amounts of feedback, um, which I think even me saying this is going to elicit more feedback, is is both 9, which is why I was excited yeah. you said 9, yeah. and also 6. Six, huh? Okay. Uh, I do know some good things about six. I would still highly recommend ten. Uh, I think ten was a fantastic game. Awkward laughing aside, uh, I think ten was really good. The music, mm, so beautiful in ten. Uh, nine, nine and ten have the best music for me. So, 
I would highly recommend uh, both of those. So, yeah. Uh, it's been. What I dude, I, I dude, I I literally just you you were like you were like hey. I was playing this game. I liked it. And then I was like, Battle Network. And you were like, Final Fantasy. And I was like, Mario Party. And we were like, fuck, I hate everything. The Joey, TI has been canceled. Oh, is that what we're talking? Dude, you know, we did. I, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb. I think that we did potentially four yeah. or five episodes in a row that uh-huh. were over 90% Dota content. And even just spending 15 minutes talking about bullshit was refreshing for me. Also, the game that I was referencing earlier, I played One Step from Eden. That's that. That's the Mega Man Battle Network-like Ooh, game. That one was good. That was good. I, I enjoyed that. I actually um, may go back and play that just because that, that is a hard game. And I uh, did Ooh, it's not difficult. complete it. Yeah. It's difficult. So I may go back and uh, take that one up. But then again, I've got roguelikes to fill right now one step for me and i could go back and do that but binding isaac i haven't come close to completing uh with uh, the new update that came in uh i'm playing the last spell so yeah I've, my, my plate is full what um it, yeah ti is canceled wow yeah it's canceled yeah i'm pretty Hot sure takes. that i'm pretty sure that we played our first ever dota game together today Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I am pretty confident that we played our first Dota game ever today. How fucking long yeah. have we been doing this for? A uh, year and a half, probably close to two. It's close to two years because we started right before TI, and we're about right before TI. So yeah, yeah, we're we're hitting close to two years, right? We mm-hmm. finally played a game of Dota together today. <laughs> After context um austin's like hey when you want to record the podcast and then i was like oh i'm busy <laughs> and then i went very busy and then i went me to a dodo queue <laughs> invite invite the dodo lobby and you go oh <laughs> um every so often every so often uh probably like Every two months, Liquid does a uh, like a game day where their staff isn't really supposed to work and they're supposed to like bond and play games together and stuff. Like I that. figured that's what it was doing because it was a party full of all Liquid people, so I I assumed there was a a company thing. It was it was a company thing, and and Will, who is like not anywhere close by, was like, uh, "Hey, uh, are people gonna play Dota?" And <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, I've been trying," and I'm like, "Maybe if I use your celebrity." Mr. Mr. Blitz Dota, Mr. Storm Spirit TV. Maybe people will want to play Dota with us. And we couldn't even get a full stack. I needed you to fill. <laughs> Just so you can carry us. Well, or that just... didn't work out very well. We played single draft. Uh, Blitz ended up playing mid-pudge, rushed a radiant. A cr- I was again, playing dazzle. Mid-pudge on the, on the NA server when he is in EU. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. So... And also Radiance first, which uh, may, may or may not have been a good or bad idea. And uh, yeah, I think we got we got stomped pretty hard. But I I have played, yeah. I well, I realized that in retrospect that actually what we were doing there is we were playing with with two like you know top fifteen hundred immortal players, and uh, immortal. That's wrong. Uh, 
divine? What, what do they call that? Immortal? What no, you? you're right. Yeah. Immortal. Okay, I should second guess myself less. Right. I'm confident. And then, and then people, and then I think like uh, a Herald player and me, who's probably still like a, around 4.5, but it's decayed a bunch and isn't ranked. Like really, really stuff that was all over the place. Um, so maybe in two years again, we can play another game of Dota, and it can be it can be a similarly poor experience. It's okay. I'm I'm uh I'm down to play more party queue Dota in general. I have lost my I've lost my general will to play solo queue. Uh it, I think maybe it's just age. Could be. Also a bit of it is me hitting 8k so I no longer had anything to strive for, you know? 9K. Like I, I no longer have it's not going to happen, all right? The, uh, it, it, that's possible in like two years from now when MMR is so inflated that pro players are hitting like 15,000 MMR, you know, then I can hit 9k. But as of right now, it's not possible for me to hit 9k. So I hit 8,000 MMR. I had nothing really to play for. And so I just started experimenting and I started playing a bunch of heroes that uh, I felt like I needed to learn more for the patch. Broodmother, as an example, Hoodwink, been playing lots of that. And uh, Train Protector is my recent go-to. Lots of techies, because I think that hero is actually really good. Um, and I lost a thousand, over a thousand MMR in about a month and a half. So, <laughs> wow! So you're back in the not, sex range. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. it's it's not been good for me. It's not been good for me. That's really. a good way to kick you down. I'm surprised you just don't have like a second account for that, and you could have just like left yours and just been like, you know, I was going to. I was going to, Joey, but then everybody who, all the degenerates that I know that have secondary accounts, none of them really had an account that fit me, you know? Jenkins gave me an account that he gave to Sammy Boy that has somehow had like a 2,000 behavior score. I couldn't find games. I literally would just queue for hours on end on that account and couldn't find games anywhere. Uh, I think... Mickey, I, I was like using Mickey Smurf or something like that, or somebody Smurf, and uh, that was like way too low MMR. So I was like, all right, I can't use this either. There was, it was just a mess. I was like, whatever. I finally gave up. I played on my account, and uh, yeah, now I've lost a, a billion MMR. So that's rough. I'm sorry. I, just, my condolences. I, I play now. I play purely for fun. I played a Pudge game the other day, and actually, I'm. Let me just say, I have a 27% win rate on Pudge, and this last Pudge game that I played was baller. I didn't win, but I, I played really well. So, I generally don't ask people to play Dota, um, because I feel like I exist in this really weird void, where I'm like... With MMR inflation, I get if I, if I were to play Dota pretty seriously with the current MMR inflation, I would guess I'm around around 5k. That, mm -hmm. that that that's where I think I am ish. You might have different opinions after you watch me play that game today, but my lane was really <laughs> fucking stupid. I don't know. I if mean, you saw. 28 minute Battle Fury no Manta yet was pretty rough. <laughs> I don't think you knew how bad my lane was. It was impossible. I should have actually just jungled and then just gone back and forth to base the whole time. But I I was trying to be a team player. And um, and hang yeah. out with a uh, God. I really hope Dennis isn't listening to this. Dennis, I love you. Um, your polls were not great. Um, I, so you're I, saying I, you exist in a weird point where I, you can't I, I, I actually play point. with some because, people because yes yeah. because my like I who the fuck am I to be like 
Hey, 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 Mr. Uh, 8000 MMR Austin or Blitz or a lot of my friends who are like legitimately very good and in the professional Dota space uh, who, you know, could realistically like, you know, play amateur tournaments because they are divine ranked. My friends, I, I shit you not, my friends are either divine or herald and there's like almost nothing in between. So if I go to play with my friends who are really bad, then... It's generally not really a fun time. Or if I go to play with my friends who are really good, it's also generally not a fun time. Because I don't have anybody who exists in that middle ground with me who I can consistently play games with. Well, listen, I've lost enough MMR that we can now play together. <laughs> Before, AK, games probably would have been too annoying. But now that I've lost over a thousand MMR we can probably play some games together. And you, you can carry a little bit more, just boost me up because you're clearly better than, you know, six something. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I have to warn you, I will be playing a lot of Techies, Pudge, uh, whether Experimental uh, Hoodwink, um, Viper, Kunkka, Offlane Viper and Kunkka. That's my jam right now. Those are current meta heroes that I think uh, I could learn a little bit more about. So, As long as you don't mind when I occasionally pick Sniper when it's inappropriate, just because I want to have some fun. Oh, yeah? You want to do a Sniper Pudge lane? <laughs> that's, uh, I believe they call that a tuba. A tuba? Yes, that's a Jenkins and Newsham duo queue very often on their, uh, on their Smurfs, and they play the Pudge Sniper together. In the off lane. But why it's, tuba? Uh, I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> Jenkins is a really weird-ass random guy. That's why. Fair. Fair. Yeah, so. if you play with me, you used to put up with, with my, my preferred hero pool being, like, you know, a Luna CK, an occasional sniper jug. That's fine. Troll. That's fine. I, I can make those work. Man. Um, TI's canceled? Is that what you said? I know I glossed over, but, but yeah, what? Yeah, TI is canceled. It's um, we just decided it's not, it's not a thing anymore. We we're not gonna do that. It's it's too hard. It's you know, at hard. least I have a I have a show title. Sometimes sometimes I struggle to think of what to actually title the episode or put on the thumbnail. Right? It's just like oh god, I gotta mm -hmm. like think about it. But TI is canceled. Great clickbait. Easy. Yeah, cl clickbait, and then they tune in. They're like, why are they talking about everything but Dota? Mario Party? What the fuck? Hey, why are there timestamps on the YouTube video? Why are there timestamps on the YouTube video? Because I don't have time to sit down and watch it back for thirty for, for 90 minutes. That's why. I'm really sorry. Um, I was so surprised to see that news post today. Yeah, me too. I, uh, I did not hear any whiff of uh of this little bit going on that is um my favorite part so for those who are listening to this and haven't been paying attention to the uh regular dota stuff especially since it just happened we may actually be breaking the news to you so they're probably sitting here going wait ti's canceled why aren't they talking about that why are they being so casual <laughs> <laughs> so yes uh ti has been canceled uh valve put out a big update and an important update on ti 10 the international dota 2 championships in sweden 
Uh, and I'll read just little bits of it. Over the course of the past year, Stockholm Live and Visit Stockholm continued to reassure us in our regular and constant communications with them that the international Dota 2 championships qualified for the same exemptions other elite sporting events there received. However, despite previous reassurances, we were informed two weeks ago that the Swedish Sports Federation had just voted not to accept esports into the Sports Federation. Now, part of the reason I'm reading this is because I think it's hilarious that Valve is just straight up going, fuck you. <laughs> There's not a lot of politics Fuck you, there. Sweden. Yeah. They're like, hey, everybody, we got nothing to hide. Like, like th this is the most buck passy thing I've seen in a long time. People are like, I, I, they do not want it to be ambiguous at all that they could have made <laughs> yeah. a mistake. They, they, they took the other party here, put them right in their fucking scope and fired like right between the eyes. Like there, there was no mincing words here. Yeah, and they didn't just leave it up to, like, ah, uh, Swedish bureaucracy, you know, like, ah, uh, the government. No, they said, they straight up calling out the Swedish Sports Federation. Let me read this next bit. In subsequent and immediate, I, I thought that was a, a, a funny little bit. They put it in parentheses. In subsequent and immediate meetings with the Swedish Esports Federation and visit Stockholm, we discovered our only remaining option was to ask Sweden's Minister of the Interior to reclassify the International Dota 2 Championships as an elite sporting event. Our request, our request was immediately denied. Immediately! <laughs> so they not only say like, yo, Fuck this uh, Swedish Sports Federation, but also fuck the Sweden's Minister of Interior. <laughs> they said, they said, nah, this is this isn't like Swedish government as a whole. We're gonna say fuck this organization and fuck this guy. <laughs> right between the fucking eyes. Yep. God. And then it goes on to say a bunch of stuff that basically, you know. They uh, put it in a final appeal, uh, blah, blah, blah. And they're looking for other options now in case they can't do it in Sweden. So, yeah. Snap TI. reaction. Where's where's TI? Snap reaction. It is in Kiev Where, or oh. Bucharest. Mm. Okay. So, I, 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 I can hear your thinking here. That's uh -huh. where they have two TOs who can help that they know that they just did events for. Yes. Also, the fact that Eastern Europe in general is going to be easier to do events than Western Europe. Um, there's a reason why we were able to just do an event in Kyiv. Um, PGL is the white level, uh, white label um, production behind uh, a lot of TI stuff. They always work with PGL, every single TI. So it would make some sense that they would just go to Bucharest because if they're already working with PGL, maybe PGL has better contacts with the Romanian government to be able to uh, make this thing happen uh, because they, they have to have connections already in place uh, because TI is a month and a half away and it just got <laughs> potentially canceled. So they got to figure out a solution fast. I think you have the two most likely answers, assuming it stays in Europe. I'll toss out three more. Okay. Cologne. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Germany, ESL, a potential help, maybe some synergy there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, TI1, 
TI-10 synergy, right? Yeah, works nicely. Cool, cool. Reykjavik. Who? Where? Reykjavik. Where's that? Iceland. Oh. Where, is that where they just had the Valorant finals? That's where they just had the Valorant Masters, and that's also where they had uh, MSI for Riot. And I know that like Riot did spend a good chunk of money to go over there, but there's a reason why Riot chose that spot, right? Because they worked very well with the 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 company putting on the event. They they made a lot of accommodations. It's it's still European. It's a pretty neutral region. It's easier flights. It's going to be a little more expensive, but I think if they're if they're looking to do something uh, that is still not based out of like a a TO's home like Bucharest, I think Reykjavik there there there's a strong outside possibility for. Um, sure. And and I'm gonna guess your final one. Is Seattle. Seattle. All right. Well, for those of you guys who haven't read the post, it does specifically say that they will be trying to find a new place. Um, we feel confident that in either instance, we will have a solution that allows us to hold TI-10 in Europe this year. So they did specifically say they're going to try and do Europe. But yes, if if all else fails, Seattle may be a possibility. My my, uh, I think it's gonna be one of those five places. Yeah, I think it's gonna be one of those five places. I cannot believe that they just still put those motherfuckers on blast. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's like they're learning that their event, their big key hallmark event, two years in the making, <laughs> two years in the making, is getting canceled a month and a half out. Like. Oh, they're probably. Pissed. I like that they were also like. Uh, by the way, that the Spectre Arcane is coming next week. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and this other new event thing is it's also coming as well later this week. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it is like in a way, it's very funny, like inadvertent damage control because people are like, "Where's our patch? Where's all this stuff? This stuff?" And then Valve just drops this bomb, like, "Hey." We're currently dealing with TI might be getting canceled, so you know your other shit is gonna have to wait. <laughs> To be fair, if the person who actually handled TI wasn't the same person who, like, needed to update the client to make sure that, like, the patch is working, maybe it would be easier to do both at the same time. Maybe, maybe you just staff maybe. a couple more people. Maybe you staff, maybe you staff someone whose sole purpose, maybe you staff two or three people whose sole purpose is to just, like, you know, run the esports uh, division and make sure that, you know, all this stuff, you know, gets gets produced properly. Maybe. And not have it be whoever has to, you know, also go work on the auto chess update. Yeah, but then you'd have to split the millions of dollars more ways, you know? You'd have more employees to split all that money with. I'm just saying, if they were hiring, I'd, I'd make a case for myself. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I would I'd make a case for myself. I'm, I'm amicable to moving to Seattle, I guess. And go say hi to your Me mom. Me too. It'd be great. I, I'd do that as well. For for Dota, yeah, I would retire casting, and uh, and help make Dota Two esports great again. And you get so fucking swollen that Valve gym. <laughs> yeah, dude, the you, Valve gym, dude, They've got get, they've got trainers there and dude, everything. You yeah. get so swollen. Or I'd get so fat off of the the Valve snack bar. That is God, also a true. real possibility. Anywho, um, you know, joking aside, I feel like. Uh, it, it's almost hard to give commentary on news like this 
because it's like, okay, it's kind of funny that it's happening. Okay, the messaging is very out of left field from Valve, who's generally more mild-mannered. Oh, this is potentially a problem for a lot of people. This could really suck. But, like, where do you go beyond that? It's just, like, it's kind of disarming in how unexpected it is. I felt disarmed yeah. by the news. Like, I didn't know. Like, I had to sit and, like, look at it and be like, what? <laughs> And, you know, everybody keeps on making uh, jokes about uh, Bulldog. You know, like, ah, Bulldog. It's really Chris, funny. Can't, can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody's taking that step of, like, make it, like making a, it a conspiracy from, like, OG, you know? Like, they're, they're potentially not going to TI, so they just cancel TI itself, you know? It's true. As soon as as soon as No Tail was like, ah, sorry guys, and they're just like, oh well, I guess we can just cancel the event, and then he won't till tweet about it, I guess. <laughs> oh man, yeah this this whole thing is um, I, not much to say about it. Like, I, the Valve was pretty clear in their messaging. There's not like a whole. There's I mean, there's literally zero inf- inside information that I have on any of this. Uh, I, I don't really have any speculation. It just seems like, well, this sucks, and we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Uh, maybe TI is going to get postponed a little bit. Maybe it'll happen a little bit later. We'll have to see. That that part will suck because we just got done doing a shortened season of the DPC, uh, which, again, I feel like the shortened season also created some problems that people had with the dpc the point allocation and stuff like that like i think i honestly do think it's a little bit different a little bit better if there's full three seasons and also if teams are in just better shape than they were but uh you know it i think would it's suck better if international events give more points than the seasons but you know like, yeah I'll yeah yeah, yeah. No, no 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 doubt no doubt but i think it's more egregious because it's only two seasons not so. enough data there, there was yeah. not enough data collected. Yeah. So and it don't would qualifiers suck to, to start? delay the next year's, next year's season because we have to delay TI. That would that would suck. That's the part I'm not looking forward to because if we delay TI, that just means players and, and talent are in this limbo. You know, we're already in limbo where we're just waiting for TI to happen, but it's a good limbo. It's a good night. It's a nice break. You know, no events are happening. Just chill out for a month and then focus on ti but now if that limbo goes like two months three months you know then the, i don't i don't imagine i would be absolutely shocked if ti happened any later than september i i would be too i would be I, w- I would be no, shocked uh what what month did the dpc start in this year it was after it was before the chinese new year it happened midway through, so I think it was like early February. Okay, early February, because yeah, if you push TI too late, then you have this problem where like no one's really going to play events November December because those are just like dead esports months, right? Yeah, yeah. So exactly. then you would have to start again in January at the start of the year. And then maybe you can do three seasons if you like make the math work out and don't have a lot of third party events. But yeah, I yeah, think that TI exactly will still happen in thinking. August. Yeah, I, uh, hopefully, hopefully that does happen. I expect it will. Um, other than that, I don't really know what else to say about it. It's big news, but it's not much to add to it. Well, speaking of third-party events, 
I know how to segue. Segways aren't awkward. ESL yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to do it from the comfort of your own home. Oh. That was nice. BSJ and Fogged and Purge and all those fuckers got to do the DPC from their home. Now it's my turn because I was in the Schengen area too long. So they couldn't fucking, they couldn't have me there in Sweden. It was impossible. Uh, I mean, I actually didn't watch that much of ESL. I've actually felt... Mm pretty dota fatigued after all the time i spent watching the annie major yeah yeah i think that's fair i think uh some viewers felt that way viewers said the talent felt that way i don't know if that's actually true or not but um yeah well uh, talk about that i'm i'm getting real fed up with the community uh and then players, teams in general, they like many of the players or teams did not look super great at ESL one summer. Some of whom were not at the Animator. So that was kind of surprising. Uh, I feel like for those not at the Animator, this was the chance to be able to like really, you know, go deep in a tournament and get some really good practice for what is the upcoming big official matches but so you have a yeah. similar opinion of me which is disappointed in viking gg um a little bit yeah um who else was i disappointed in uh og actually did uh pretty well uh they didn't go like they didn't make it to the the final day they ended up losing to alliance but um i thought they looked pretty good um Quincy Crew, once again, bit disappointing. Uh, Virtus Pro looked a lot better. That was actually the upside of it, is it felt like VP was, it was like, oh, hey, this is the VP that we've been talking about for the last two seasons that never showed up to the major. So, you know, it was, I, I felt like I was just saying, believe me, guys. No, trust me, trust me. They're really they're good. They're good, I promise. <laughs> I did the whole CIS read. They're good, I promise, guys. Everybody's telling, I've got all the inside information. They're really good. They're, they're winning they're all the scrims. smashing everybody. Like, and then they just... <laughs> Are, I mean, in my brain, who have never seen these people really you know, play or talk to them or know what the situation is, um, there are a bunch of kids who probably just a little more experience on land. Yeah. Oh, Tundra. Tundra wasn't great. That was, uh, that, and I'm only saying Tundra because uh, Kyle, obviously, had, he, he raised some, uh, he ruffled some feathers with that one. He uh, made a rather <laughs> rude tweet about Tundra. And in general, uh, teams just not looking good before the TI qualifiers. So, yeah. <laughs> Kyle with his hot takes, man. He can't stop. <laughs> he asked me later, he's like, do you think I went too far? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably good feedback. Uh, just, 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 just a quick, honest yes. Uh, may, maybe tone it down just, just a skosh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or not. I like... agree with him, though. So, you know. I don't know. I I'm, I'm, was excited to see T1 win something. I did watch the finals, and that was it. And then I, yeah. I, I checked in to see some of the actual paneling what was going on. Mm-hmm. That event yeah. had so many commercials. I know that's not a hot take. I, I, know, I know that I'm saying I mean, this. Did you else... not watch the DPC? Do you remember how many? I think it was the same setup. I think. Mm, 
maybe because when I was watching the DPC, I was just like tuning in for a liquid game and then like kind of having it on in the background and like phasing it out and like yeah. like having yeah. specific viewing. Whew. Yeah, you watch that show as a whole, it, it is fatiguing. Uh, how many There's so many tosses. There are. I I, I don't I don't envy I your like how many times now knowing how many times you had to just like welcome people to and from breaks and commercials for for the Eastern Europe stream, dude. Holy shit, you were you you that's, that's you got why, a lot of host that, practice. That is why that that joke about I was joking with Shiver again that the the fact that I was like I hate the the word break. I, I, I keep on saying the word break and I don't know how, how else to say that we're going to a commercial break because we, we're constantly going to a break. It's, it's break after break. There's so many breaks. And, and, You're a union and then job. she came up with the idea of the, the fucking, uh, the soundboard because we, both of us were tired of trying to come up with better ways to throw to a break when we constantly had to do it. So yeah that is that is why the uh the soundboard became a thing um for those who are wondering the the uh i think i i think i talked about this before it comes down to a twitch contract i believe basically six yeah. minutes split up in two different ways so they have to have three minute two three minute breaks every hour so yeah thanks twitch yeah, for Facebook yeah. gaming, bro. Um, yeah, yeah. It's fucking goddamn it. We're, can can we get some real goddamn competitors to Twitch in here? Like, I know everybody hated Facebook and nobody wants to watch YouTube, but like, I fuck. always watch the YouTube stream because of because of the rewind. Mm. I always yeah. watch the YouTube stream when I can. Yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. it yeah. exclusively for the animator. Also, I'm someone who could not give less of a shit about Twitch chat. I know it's like some people's jam. Ugh. I know some people like that. Really just not for me. Really not for me. I think it's kind of fun. It it depends. It depends. If it's um if it's Southeast Asia versus Southeast Asia, it actually gets too toxic for me. The the fucking racial uh fucking slurs that go around and insults, they that is way too much for me. I'm just like, holy shit. So are you participating in the qualifiers? Uh, no. Me? No. I mean, no, not playing, but like, are you? Oh, uh, BTS is doing uh official English coverage, but uh, apparently anybody can do coverage if they want. Uh, so they're so not tied to regions like the DBC seasons or TOs. No, no, they're not. Tournament organizers have no control over their their qualifier. That is still. Uh, I guess held by Valve, and Valve decided to give it to BTS, and um, I gave my, or rather Kyle, gave our rate to BTS, and uh, I don't think they accepted that, uh, which was fine, because I wasn't really sure if I wanted to be able to do it anyway, um, just because it, apparently they, they were only going to, like I think they hired Owen for only like three series, so I assumed they would have done the same. I get the idea, which was probably you know get the tier three casters the the starting games the the lower bracket games and stuff like that give the tier two casters some of the the upper bracket games and then 
pull in the tier one casters for the last little bit so everybody gets a chance to cover it that mm -hmm. and it's also a good way to save money uh but like i just i there's just something about it something something always bothers me it's like uh it's like when when valve uh like ti7 uh it's like in general they use their talent list they never separate who's doing group stage and main stage because that way they can just say we invited all these people you know uh but like half of them if not more are not actually going to work the main event right so uh it's, it's something about it is just kind of like eh, i don't want you to hire me just for like upper bracket finals and grand finals that kind of like i want i want to be able to like you know actually cover a lot of the tournaments so I'm probably just going to do a lot of it on my own channel. Well, it's going to be fun. I, I can kind of see that perspective. I feel like I would feel guilty in, like, a way that's not necessarily good for business, but, like, a, oh, hey, look at me coming in to, like, you know, yeah, pinch hit yeah, for the know, final right? game against all these, all these fucking plebs who had to do the lower bracket. Like, don't worry, daddy's here. Like, yeah, excuse me, everybody. The important matches are on, so it's time for a real caster to show up. Yeah, that's shitty. <laughs> That's shitty. Yeah. And I know that that's yeah. like, you know, that's going to get BTS more views and blah, 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 blah. Right. But, um, I guess, I guess not the biggest, not the biggest fan of that. Um, the qualifiers start like tomorrow or something. Isn't it like Do immediately? They? Isn't that yeah, this week? I, I, just, I, I know it's starting soon. I just, uh, to be honest, I haven't been, <laughs> I just figure I'll, I'll do it when it shows up. Uh, let's see. English coverage, June 23rd. So not tomorrow, but the next day. June 23rd begins the South American and Eastern European broadcasts. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I've yet to determine whether or not I'm going to do both regions that show up. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of, excuse me a little hiccups uh we'll just see how it goes but yeah unfortunately uh sounds like most of the other casters are going to be doing the the bts stuff so I'm, i don't really have anybody to uh to work with in in that regard um so i'll just you know see what pro players and stuff want to show up i'll just do it the exact same way that i did the singapore major i think that was that was good and fun and this time around i don't have to deal with a 10 minute delay on my twitch chat and shit so uh yeah. Oh, let me just side note here. Fucking, I see sometimes these complaints about like the community guidelines and stuff, and like these the people complaining about how it's too hard. Like, what? I did the entire Singapore major that way. Like, what do you mean? Follow the guidelines. Make it work. Make it happen. You want to be a caster? Fucking make it happen. Like, why are you complaining? Jesus. Some real Shia LaBeouf shit. No excuses. Just do it. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, just do it. Man, what are, I... you, what are you looking at? Oh, guys, is that obvious? I was coloring yeah. something. Never mind. Okay. I'm paying <laughs> attention to the coloring? show. Like... <laughs> what are you coloring? I, I, uh, show I, it to me now. This I, is your punishment. I have notes. It says <laughs> qualifiers up top. Uh -huh, and then it says uh -huh. ESL, where it was like branched off to t t t T1 and VP, and I was like coloring this in because I finished talking about it. And then right there it says Bezos. You so, thought that said Bezos. So well, I, 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 I did. I watched it. I watched the the inside special. Very good. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me. <clears throat> I know this is a bit of a swerve, but it's a, it's a bit of a swerve. 
It's a bit of a swerve. I don't... But, but Cap, maybe I wanted to ask you who's going to win the qualifiers. Is uh is it going to be Undying and No-Ping? Are you having a Red Bull at, at 9.30? That's going to fuck with your sleep schedule, sir. Is it going to... Oh, man. Who's, is OG or Tundra or, 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 or whatever going to win Europe? No. I don't care about any of that shit, except I genuinely hope that Undying gets to go to TI because I'd like to see what they can do because they're the only other team that's good in North America. And I and I think that the, the Southeast Asia qualifiers are going to be pretty litty because any of those teams can win. And um, my next couple of months change dramatically based on how well or not well Liquid play. So I'm very invested in like literally a very small subset of, of, of the qualifiers. Um, I, I will very quickly give my predictions because I'm sure there's somebody who wants to know. I've been getting asked a billion times on stream. Uh, undying, no ping. Uh, Western Europe, I said Nigma, uh, but I think OG looks pretty good, so that's pretty much a three-way toss-up. Um, Eastern Europe, I'm going to go Spirit, though that's my heart going Spirit. My head says Navi. Um, China, I'm going Elephant, though Ehome um, is, I think that's a 50-50 pretty much between those two teams. And then I'm going Southeast Asia is a tough region, but I'm going TNC because I thought they actually looked pretty legit in the... the uh, at the major, I think they were almost a better team than their placement. Um, let's say so. Uh, we there have this. We have the same picks, with the exception of I uh, think that um, uh, KP's team SMG is going to win Southeast Asia. Okay, that, that's fair. I think uh, like TNC and Liquid, obviously, at, but like mm, if you look at TNC's placement, they got knocked out by Evil Geniuses. Who went on to the grand finals right and they, they won a game against eg i actually thought tnc was was very legit so i have a hard time voting against them considering their performance any the team in southeast asia i think can basically beat any team i think that's the region that is the most like on the day of any of yeah. them right yeah, for sure I, I also in the group stage they only lost to eg and lgd they t tied or won every other series so again it's like that that team had re a really legit performance. Just I think a little bit of rough luck. That's true. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to cut myself off a little bit because I could I could spend another fifty minutes talking about uh, Inside, which is uh, Bo Burnham's Ooh. new Netflix special. Yes. Uh, background, I guess. Um. I don't I I don't watch a ton of comedy. Okay. I generally don't like stand-up specials. I mean I, I I like them, but like in a passive way, and and I don't like seek them out to watch them. I think there's very few uh comedians at all who like I really go out of my way for. And mm -hmm. uh Bo is one of them. And that opinion uh, I, I'm even conflicted about because I feel like that is such a fucking uh, that feels not hip which, which which is my own problem with it right like I I, I feel like um. I I think that I have a problem with wanting to be quote hip or like have have a bit of a hipster mentality like i want to talk to you about a comedian that you don't know about yeah, whoa, right? whoa, whoa there's differences between hip and hipster all right let's be clear 
So do you want to be hip and do what's popular or do you want to be a hipster and do what's not popular? Those are like literally the exact opposite. <laughs> I tend to skew towards the latter of being a yes, hipster. Yes, I know that. That's why I was very confused when you said I have a problem with being hip. And I was like, what? No, you don't. <laughs> you could literally, you would fit in very well in Portland. What do you mean? <laughs> um, I... It, it, it it's not my most flattering personality trait. I I don't rally behind it, right? I think that it, I think that it is objectively not the best part of my personality. Um so there's it, it's, it's fine being a hipster as long as you understand like that that like part of being a hipster, like part of being a hipster is is telling other people this really cool uh unique thing that you do that nobody else does purely for the sake of doing a, a unique thing that nobody else does. And that's, that's the only reason you do it. So as long as you're doing it with clear intentions and not for the reason of being able to tell other people this, not to gatekeep. Yes. As long as you're not doing that, as long as you're not on a, on a bus in Portland, Oregon, using a typewriter to, to write instead of a laptop, like the rest of the world, because you want to look cool. Uh, it's too know, far. As long as me. you're not doing that, that's you know, then you're good. It's too far for me. I think that this. Uh, I I might be being a little convoluted here. I think that my feelings of Bo Burnham actually m mirror very nicely onto my feelings of Rick and Morty. I fucking okay. love Rick and Morty. I think it's phenomenal. <laughs> I truly do. I I I think that yeah, I yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's very good I agree. and smart. I, yeah. I hate admitting that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate yeah, yeah. admitting that, especially now in a modern day where you can go buy a Rick and Morty T-shirt with an eight-year-old at Target, right? Like, mm. I, I don't, I don't like it, it. It makes me feel dirty to share that, and that's kind of how I feel about being a rather large Bo Burnham fan. Is that I feel like it's it's not cool because like he's mainstream, and I was like, oh yeah, like like of course, like you know whatever, like oh his stuff's so good, huh? Um. I'm a pretty big Bill Burnham fan. I I I, I would I, I I would probably note him as one of my most influential comics on my own writing and stuff personally. I I, I think that I've taken a lot away from uh, some of the stuff that he's done. Um, I was super excited when Inside was announced because my understanding was that Bo was just gonna you know like be a director and not really do stand up because uh, he was having trouble with it. He was like getting anxiety attacks and panic attacks. And he was like moving on from that. And I'm like, Oh wow. This is like a, I didn't expect this to happen so soon. This is really interesting. And I didn't watch it night of, uh, because I heard a lot of reports that it was like, uh, pretty heavy. It's, it's, it's about a 90 minute Netflix special that, that Bo, who is a comedian who has, you know, other specials on Netflix, uh, did in his mother-in-law suite in the back house of his home in Los Angeles that he filmed and edited and acted and wrote and did the entire show as a one-man production, right? And I heard, and I don't think I was in the right mindset for the first week to like really like dive into it and like and like get there. And I'm glad that I waited. I'm I'm glad that I waited because it is a little uh aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know that I am prone to speak with hyperbole. I think that people who, who have listened to a lot of episodes of the show or just uh, me talk, which probably means listen to the show, uh, know that, that, that sometimes I, I enjoy hyperbole for like colorful effect. Um, and after watching Inside, 
my my like top level review of it is that I think it is one of the most transformative pieces of media that I have watched personally myself probably in the last decade. Mm. I walked away from it. I, I, I walked away from it with like interesting thoughts on comedy. I walked away from it from like interesting thoughts on like, you know, one man production stuff. I, I walked away with it with like, just, just, just this this large bag of like imposter syndrome on my back, um, because my my first initial takeaway for literally about five to six days um, was, Joey, you're such a fucking hack. You've literally never made anything that is one tenth as good as Inside is. Like you think. Uh-huh. You think that you can, like, talk okay better than most people, or you can, like, you know, you make funny stuff, you do cool stuff for Team Liquid, or, like, on Twitch, whatever. I have literally not made anything that is, like, even 10% as good as as what that special is, I think. Mm. And I think the reason why I think of it as so transformative is... uh, what, what, what I might really be trying to say is that I found it incredibly motivational. I I found watching I found watching inside and walking away from inside as as uh, as, as an opportunity to go, hey Joey, you are almost thirty like Bo. He's done a lot of stuff. You really can't compare one to one. That's not fair. That man is incredibly impossibly talented. Cool. Um, but you should probably work harder to do the stuff you want to do. And like, as pretentious as this sounds, make art because it's not that I want to do stuff that's exactly like that, but I do have more visions of like, you know, grandeur and uh, stuff that people see and just, just like making stuff from, from artistic creative output that, um, I haven't fully been able to get close to realizing which again and let me caveat that and i'm sorry i'm just literally vomiting right now (laughs) let let, let, let me caveat that with i know that i am in such a privileged position to like you know do a weekly show on team liquid's twitter to make stuff that like a bunch of people see on twitch to do ads for honda to have a podcast platform to, 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 to do a bunch of stuff right like i am very far ahead of the game in terms of like you know making stuff that that people enjoy people listen to this podcast right like you know mm-hmm. I, I i am privileged and ahead of the curve in, in that way but i i watch inside and i go i know that i can do a lot more and i should probably start doing a lot more and not just settling for what i have right now I didn't so, even talk about the fucking show, but like th- 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 this is just like that's why it's transformative, I-, I think, right? Because like it's it's giving me like all these like thoughts and emotions. And I'm taking showers and thinking about it, and like it's 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 uh it, it it's something that I think that it's gonna stick with me and I'm gonna think about it for a long time, regardless of the music and the humor and the lighting and like what the actual show is. Yes. Okay. So couple of thoughts uh didn't you say you wanted to uh direct a movie or something like that or a short film at some point uh television more so than a movie okay oh right television right 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 okay so uh can do you think it's fair to say that most of your career has been doing uh more commercialized stuff yes and digital stuff right so that's that's where this is coming from right that you mm-hmm. 
came into your your job, your career with certain artistic aspirations, I'm sure. And you've been mostly doing commercial stuff. So that, that this I'm presuming that's the point that you're trying to hit is that like uh, this basically kind of hit the point of like, hey, remember that you had artistic ambitions of creating like, you know, deeper stuff than just commercials for Honda. Yeah, you're 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 a thousand percent right. And I get a lot of gratification at doing that. Like, I think that we objectively mm. like make some pretty cool stuff, but like. My and maybe it's also a testament of where I am, like right now in my current work cycle. Like, if you peel back the curtain, my last three months of working has been Alien War ad, 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 Alien War show, Alien War ad, right? And there's only so much like creative lateral freedom you can have with that. Um, and 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 you're right, that's funny. It's uh, you know, you know what's funny is that uh, I knew that after I watched it, I was like, oh, now I see why Joey was so excited to talk about it, and I knew immediately that your reaction to Inside was going to be so overwhelmingly positive. Uh, and you want to know why? It's because of that poster right behind you. The yeah, the BoJack Horseman one. Yeah, exactly. I feel like uh, in many ways th this hits similar lines of of tackling very real and depressing topics, but <laughs> through the the lens of comedy, right? And and I do think it, I would agree. I think it's pretty transformative. Um, I think both BoJack as well as uh, Inside were were really incredible pieces of uh, TV and film. So. It's it's interesting because I I also accept people who go, you know, I didn't really like Inside because I was expecting something to be more funny. And I think that if you're going into it and being like, man, I want to like listen to like a special like make happy and I just want to have a bunch of yucks and laugh a bunch, that's not really the show. Like there's moments in Inside that made me feel like physically uncomfortable to watch. Um mm -hmm. and like And that's why you wrote Bezos, right? <laughs> Yeah, that, that's right. Well, also, that, no, no, that no, no, is no. one of my favorite songs. Uh, I wrote Bezos because I actually wanted to ask you about anything on Prime Day, but um. oh, there was Prime Day. <laughs> that is one of my favorite songs, though. Bezos won. <laughs> Fucking fuck their wives, drink their blood. <laughs> I, I don't know that that fucking that whole concept of of uh, him being like a cheerleader for like the richest man in the world. <laughs> and, you know, like like trying to portray Jeff Bezos as like this protagonist in the satirical satirical ways. I, I, th I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I think it's fine if you don't think the thing was funny enough. I think that it wasn't as funny as other things. But like I, I mm -hmm. you're right. I do tend to skew towards media that I think also um I, I think I also identify with some of the stuff that, that Bo was talking about in the special. Like, oh, hey, uh, I'm I'm like a white dude in like a position of some mild to, to moderate privilege who like wants to do something with it and not just like be quiet and kind of be like an agent for change. But I don't really know what to do because it's a complicated space. Um, what should I do? Clearly not shut up. We're doing a podcast, right? Like I, I, I identify with that on a personal level. I identify with uh, being very close to turning 30. I identify with, you know, someone who, you know, likes comedy and wants to like make it was art. Literally like fucking made for you, Joey. Bo like literally was like, what would be the best show for Joey? 
It's got to be artistic. It's got to have interesting bits of humor. It's got to explore certain social justices problems in the world and the problems of being a white dude and almost turning 30. And <laughs> also <laughs> like just for you and me, Joey. Uh, like I, I have empathy for someone who like, you know, uh, is, uh, a perfectionist to, to the point of, of self, you know, mutilization. Uh, mm -hmm. that's, that, that's something that I, that I have empathy for, um, that this show notwithstanding, again, I'm not putting the YouTube comments in there to, <laughs> to put the markers in. So, you know, I guess I do have a limit. I thought but, you like, were a perfectionist, Joey. I know. Please stop. Um, and, um, I'm I'm also someone who is really conflicted in the last couple of years about how good the internet is for humanity, and basically the the, the oh, big yeah. picture takeaway for for the entire show is I it, it's like a rock opera thesis on ten different ways why the internet has ruined humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so like e e even that eats at me, and then there's stuff that is just like so fucking fun and smart. Like if most people haven't watched Inside, but like have seen um. Probably Welcome to the Internet is the song that like has the most views on YouTube and is probably the most viral. Like or All Eyes on Me. That's another one. Yeah, which, oh, dude, if th that's on Spotify with the breakdown in the middle where like Bo yells at you and it's just like that really bothers me every time. I, I still get like mild anxiety listening to it. Um, <laughs> I've taken a lot of walks and just like listen to the soundtrack to try and like internalize stuff more. Um, I'm a really broken mm. person. Um, <laughs> oops. The fact the fact that. Like, Welcome to the Internet is a song that is like, okay, the Internet's bad. Haha, ha, we made this joke before. Oh, it's nuanced because it's about, it, it's like a, it's like through the perspective where, where the person singing is the Internet and then also kind of like a Disney villain. Like, oh, that's a fun, like, nuanced twist on the, oh, the Internet's bad, right? And then even more so, like, even the music tells a story because the background music is carnival music and carnivals are all about like this fun facade of fun that you can never actually win at because it just fucking is, is meant for you to be rigged to lose. Like, Oh, Oh, I just threw something across the room. The, then um, the very sincere and, and uh, optimistic part about, you know, putting the world in your hands and being able to have access to anything like the, the absolute good parts of the internet are still there. Just like the, the, the Instagram, the, white woman's Instagram bit has mm -hmm. that very sincere bit about her, you know, like hoping that, you know, she misses her mom and hopes that she made her proud and all that sort of thing. Like that, that very sincere bit that is still like kind of clowned on at the same time. Yeah. He does a really good job of being able to provide, uh, to go to the heart of certain issues and not satirize them too much and bring them to like a very real point. Anywho. Um, if you can, I would highly recommend everyone watch Inside, and or I will happily debate about it uh, in in the YouTube comments or on Twitter. It was it was something that I uh, am confident that I'm going to be thinking about for years to to use as fuel, both as like a creative fuel and also as a as 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 a personal fuel. So. Um, and it's funny, you know, it's funny you referenced, you know, like the Bojack thing behind me because like my my list of people who I actually like want to like meet and or work with in Hollywood is like, you know, Raphael Bob Waxberg, Bojack guy, Bo Burnham, inside guy. Like they're very they're very they're very uh one and in of each other. So uh yeah, watch 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 the thing. I recommend you watch the thing. It's it's funny. Funny's good.
I guess you gotta have a yeah. Netflix subscription. It, uh, Did you watch there, it with Ellie? Uh, we were still jet lagged when we were watching it, so Ellie fell asleep halfway through. Gotcha. So, but I I finished watching it. The um, the yeah, there there are certain obviously the themes about the uh, or the the internet, and I think I you have. You have definitely picked up on the fact that I'm just not happy right now with uh, my uh, forays into the the internet. Pe- the community's really pissing me off lately, and so uh, there were certain parts of of insight as well that uh, that definitely hit me in in that regard, where I was just like, God, I really fucking hate the internet. <laughs> yeah, and especially when like you know, ultimately there there there's a world where you are beholden to them, right? Like. Uh-huh, you uh-huh. you both love these people and also like have a tendency to like hate people you know through through the anonymity like it's it's <sighs> yes i uh every single time just to like quick capsulate this one is that pretty much every single time i'm in i enjoy my job and i'm enjoying casting but more and more and more the my interaction with the community of late has made me want to go the od pixel route and he i mean he just doesn't have reddit or twitter on his phone like at all he just doesn't uh doesn't interact with the community uh in that regard so i was like i'm like damn I learned that about Owen, like, literally this last season of the DPC. Uh, and and then I'm like, damn, like, three, but four months later, I'm like, shit, I should do that. Do you think People you're at, like, a susceptible uh, time right now, or is it, like, a building up of stuff for from, like, a long period of time? I think it's a build up on both sides. I think it's a build up of uh, the community and this whole, like... Uh, the the bias stuff that's going on the people seem to be discontent with the the talent overall uh there's um end of a long season so overexposure is a real thing i think there's uh the, there's this tribalistic I, I i've been bringing up this constant and it, it came to a head here i could see it coming to a head joey we talked about this like six months ago or some shit Maybe not that long ago, but like, you know, three months ago, I talked about the tribalism of the, these DPC regions. You know, the, the fact that the various talent are covering certain regions and therefore like they become the, the fans who watch a certain region. Those talent become like their talent. The other talent are the bad guys. They're the, the fucking other, you know, who are like Ugh, gross. And like that I, I was saying that and I was like. Maybe that's a like a little extreme, and then it literally happens. <laughs> it like literally happens right in front of me, in the like the over the, the course of the last two weeks, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is so gross. Like I, I do not want. <laughs> this was a terrible idea. Cancel the DBC immediately. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't want to open a can of worms, so I'm I'm not going to. But I really. If, I, if I'm to focus in on, on on some part of it, I don't understand truly the the caster bias complaint and or everything about it. And I, I mean, I, I actually, I, I was uh, at your home a couple days ago, and you were on stream. And we were like casually talking about this. My first thought is like, am I just a dumb dumb, and like I don't understand enough about Dota to really pick up like when 
someone is being, quote, biased about something. Because with the exception of, like, maybe some teams and pro players who have casted at the Summit, I have never once stopped down at an event that I've been watching and go, God, fucking Kyle or Brian or Owen or any anybody literally put anyone's name in there I really have never had that thought and is it just because I don't notice it like like is it there and people are more sensitive to it than me or are people just like oversensitive to an issue that I don't think really exists or also doesn't really matter I know there are going to be some people absolutely respond to this and telling me why I'm wrong and believing I've thought a lot about this and it is 100% more the latter. It is more so that people are hypersensitive to this. Uh, to be clear, there is always a kernel of truth to any of these sort of things. So the kernel of truth in this circumstance is that, um, is that the BSJ instance, for example, he is not a commentator. He has not not had a lot of experience casting games. So yes, he did not do the balance of the broadcast very well. There's a difference between balance and bias, though. Bias improves that he is morally corrupt in some way and is actively cheering for one team or the other. Balance is being able to... Basically, um, if covering a casting a game the way i describe it is casting a game and when it comes to bias and telling a story is telling the story of two protagonists and only one of them can win right two protagonists battling against each other and because they're protagonists you tell the story from each of their side and you have to be able to balance that out you have to try and give an equal amount of airtime to both of them and bf did Again, I didn't. I didn't actually go through the um, the broadcast again. I listened to it casually when I was in the green room. But BSJ, like just knowing BSJ, he's he doesn't. Again, you remember remember when Brian was the fucking anti NA guy six months ago? Actually, not even six months ago. Like literally a month and a half ago. Remember because Omega League. He flamed NA so badly that the players got upset at him. And Brian just became a meme of like the anti NA Brian who, you know, like hail our he's European moving to Europe and shit like that. You like, know, yeah, exactly. he can't he's moving even to Europe now. <laughs> right. And then like just one cast and all of a sudden it's the exact opposite. He's only biased for NA because he's American, all that sort of thing. But the truth is he just didn't know how to balance a broadcast. He saw a draft that he thought was better, which was Quincy Cruz, but it's based off of the analysis of the draft. That's the way that's the way Brian works. He just hyper fixates on things like that. So, you know, he has a very much an engineer's mind. So he breaks down drafts and he looks at one, he prefers one and he understands one better. And then he just tells the broadcast from that perspective. And he doesn't have like the back of his head saying like, hey, make sure to balance it and talk about the other team's draft and what that does, um, you know? So he, he, like, it's because he's inexperienced as a caster, not because he hates you and your favorite team. That's, that's it. But then, you know, that blows up because there's this tribalistic thing where it's like, oh, you didn't hire enough of the talent from my talent from my region's DPC. Well, did you not pay attention to the Singapore major? Like, 
they only hired that they hired all the Southeast Asian talent and then hired as minimal from the other regions as possible. Like what? It's only okay when, when they're, you know, malaffected. Yeah. And again, I'll, so, I'll go back to saying like, you know, we need to diversify uh, talent a bit more and we need to be, Oh yeah. You sip that Red Bull. You, you make sure you do not go to bed tonight, sir. Um, okay. You know I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with that, Joey. About the Red diversity. Bull? No, 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 about the diversity in Dota talent. And I'm not talking about social justice diversity. Of course, we need more women in the scene in general. I'm talking about specifically new talent coming in. All right. There's been a lot of that. There has been a lot of new talent coming. I see this comment, this comment, because, you know, this, for whatever reason, this is snowballed from these casters hate this region to, we got to get new casters in. We got to get new talent in like, you know, fuck the old guard. It's a, it's a old boys club. I see these like constant fucking euphemisms all the time that it's like some weird gatekeeped community and stuff. If you don't like the people who make those comments, don't follow any other esports or sports. They just don't. They they can't because every other esport or sport like Dota is by far the one that has the biggest revolving door. Think about how many Dota talent have retired in circumstances that just aren't normal. Merlini retired to go work a nine to five regular person job. Don't, nobody does that in a talent industry when they reach the top. Nobody does that. He would still be casting. Yeah. That's like, his choice. Was, he would get hired for everything if he wanted to. Yeah. BTS, LD. He does. He creates this empire with BTS and retires to work on that fully. But he could just as easily still be casting if he wanted to. Right? Red Eye retires. Toby retires. Right? Uh, James gets fired. Like, <laughs> the... Who else? Like, Winter just, like, seemingly stopped doing things. Uh, AC retired. He moved on to to do behind-the-scenes Twitch stuff. He chose to give up uh, the the talent life. Like, that. that's just not normal. People don't Draskel do that. Cinderin really reti- Cinder went, yeah, Cinderin went back to casting. Draskal went to focus on streaming. Uh, because he had other obligations that he couldn't do uh, talent work as much. Like, these things are not normal. Normally, when people reach the top echelon of of, uh, of talent work in general, they don't stop because it's very hard to get there in the first place, and it's a very privileged position to be in. Just think of all the new talent we've gotten just this year, just at this Animator. We got uh, Effie, who'd never worked an event before in her life, right? She's there. T-Governor had had not worked uh, a, a Valve event before, had, hadn't worked anything besides ESO1 Birmingham in these last two DPCs in Omega League, right? Like, he started this year, basically. Um, Jenkins? Jenkins has been a YouTuber, and he's been around the scene, but this has been his breakout year. Like, he's actually now fully committed to doing talent work, um, and that's rel- rel- relatively new. AUI, totally new. BSJ was a YouTuber and player before, but this year has been his breakout year. Like those are all new people yeah. just within this year. We, we we saw like Moxie finally get like you know real recognition by being at ESL. Like Lysander and Lacoste are even people who I still think of as like you know new B cop really had a year right. O- almost everybody at the Animator started after me. 
right? Yeah. And I'm supposed You're to be the one old of those guy. people that like, yeah, like I, I'm somehow I'm the old guy. I'm the person who I usually think of as like being a part of the newer generation, right? Toby, AC, all those guys were all before me, right? I broke out sometime after that. But like I go through this list, Odie Pixel, Sunspam, Lacoste, Lizard, BSJ, AY2000, Jenkins, Tsunami, Kyle, T Governor, Effie, Garrett. There's only two people that were really established talent before me. Oh, sorry. Uh, Sir Action Slacks, Rich, also included in there. So it would be three people. Sheever, Sindarin, Fogged. Right? It, it actually, Fog started after me. Yeah. What am I saying? He started at the Manila Major. So Fog doesn't get to count either. It's literally just Sheever and Sindarin. <laughs> They're the only two people who, sh who were still there before me. So that's so, almost like, a full rotation turnover in the last six years. Yeah. That that doesn't happen in, in other just like you just watch other esports. Who's casting like, Counter Strike now? Other esports. <laughs> yeah, like Andres is still there, you know? Like he he's still holding down the fort, you know? Uh if it wasn't for um if it wasn't for that that uh incident that happened, um what's his name? Sadakist would still be on top. James uh Bardolph, DDK and Bardolph were were still going strong until Valorant came in. Um, you know, like Anders and Semler are back together. <laughs> you know, it's uh and you follow other esports and god, and then you, if you look at the sports industry, it's a big news even when new comes over. Yeah, th those dudes are literally been in the same spot for decades. Decades. <laughs> so you, you think Dota's an old boys club? Excuse me? You just don't know anything about... Like, you literally just don't follow any other sports. I agree. And I'm going to keep on pushing that we should, like, you know, uh, toss more women in there. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't get the bias thing. Make it make it a critique about Brian, even if you want to, right? About maybe like you know something he can improve on, but like, not everybody who has a fucking U.S. passport is like, man, I can't wait for EG to win. The no one gives a fuck. Yeah, I, I will. I will tell you right now. If you guys are listening to this podcast, it's probably because you like me and Joey in some way. If you trust my opinion, I'm just gonna tell you flat out: most of the talent don't really give a fuck. They really don't give a fuck. Like, there's very few times where it's like, we actually do kind of want a team to win, and it's usually because we want a 2-0. Or it's because a storyline is more interesting. Oh, shit. Guys, if OG wins this game, they're up against evil geniuses next series. Oh, shit, that's going to be hype. That's some serious drama, right? No tail versus fly. What's going to happen? Like, you think we were cheering for that at TI? Of course we were, because that's a good fucking storyline, you know? Did anybody really care about individually about those players? Not really. I mean, like, again... Yeah. Ah, damn it. You didn't win $5 million. You only won five hundred grand. Ah, fuck. I'm so sorry, dude. That's re that really sucks. I'm, my heart, ugh, fucking, it's bleeding for you. It's true. <laughs> no? Although, I guess Brian gets to be biased now. He just has to be biased towards uh, the right team, who oh, you know, yeah. pays his paycheck. Now, I mean, he. <laughs> the funny part was is he was like, he wanted the announcement to go out sooner so he could be more biased towards the liquid because he thought it would be funny, you know? 
<sighs> we almost made that happen. Almost. So almost. close. But, dude, that's... um. Thank you for distracting me with conversation. Uh, my to-do list for the rest of the night is now 10-something. Is longer than I want it to be. One of those includes taking a shower. Because I feel kind of gross. The others include a lot of stuff that I'm going to ignore. So if I work out, take a shower, uh, jerk off, uh, read Reddit, maybe mm-hmm. I can eventually get to the other stuff I have to start doing by midnight. Um, oh, and the podcast. Um, and don't forget to put out the podcast. That's true. I almost forgot last week after we recorded it. But yeah, make sure to edit out all the pauses and ums and filler language like you used to do, Joey. <laughs> I did that for longer than people realize i uh i listened back to one of the the first podcasts recently that would be i also listen to our pod i listened to our podcast with dan that podcast was fire we are actually top four all three of us that was a fire podcast dan's pretty good did yeah. did, did, did we just sound less comfortable with each other was that the takeaway a little bit yeah I mean, I think I think we got into to gear pretty, pretty quickly. I mean, we're both performers, you know, so that's ah. Except I'm a performer who has never made any art, so I'm gonna go flagellate myself now. Fucking bow. Go watch Inside. Go watch the qualifiers. Go fucking find Mickey and Insania and tell them that they're the best fucking Dota players in the world after they kick Nigma's ass. 